tourist, really? You calling me a tourist because I'm wearing this hat? Snowbird! Well, we're still in Palm Springs, or I am, and uh, Keith's in, in L.A. And today for Media Insultant, we're going to be talking about major moves in the customer experience for automobile buyers. I think we can bring a little more clarity, Keith, to the MRC microscope on those eight Nielsen markets. Uh, just a quick update on that. Last week, we asked about Twitter and buying it. You know, if you're a local <laughs> retailer, what's that like? And we have some further thoughts on CNN Plus and that debacle and the shutdown that has occurred. Yeah, we're going to kick a dead horse some more. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Let's do that. We are back with another edition of Media Insultant, our opinions and comments. I'm Jackson Weaver, and Keith Samuels in Hollywood is next to me. Keith, good morning. Good morning, Jackson. We do this each Tuesday and Friday, as you know, we have comments and opinions and general falderall. How's that for a word? Falderall. But uh, we do this each Tuesday and Friday, so today I want to welcome you, though, to the Tuesday episode, May 3rd of Media Insultant. Well, I think our wives were both kind of annoyed that they couldn't join us uh, for our studio sessions at K-Gay Radio. I know my <laughs> wife said, you guys looked like you had so much fun. How, I, yeah. what, what did Claudia have to say? The same thing. It's like, wait a minute. You guys are having a blast down in the Springs, and you know we're stuck at home here, You know, holding down the fort. So, uh, yes. Well, so to Claudia and Sue, who we know are watching... That next time we do this together, wherever it may be, whether it's in Palm Springs or Seattle or somewhere down the road uh, in some uh, you know awesome studio somewhere, this is that Claudia and Sue have to be there with us because you know afterwards we had that great celebratory lunch at Las Casuelas, and uh, you know we were making the scene at you know post Coachella in Palm Springs, and they were feeling a little left out, so uh, we'll right. bring them along. Yeah. Bring, we'll bring them along next time. <laughs> well. You know, we do need to do a couple of follow-up stories to the stories we did last week. So let's start with some clarification of this right. MRC deal with Nielsen. The Media Ratings Council is what MRC stands for. And uh, Keith, what what did you find that was that you thought was was really interesting in relationship to this whole audit that they're doing? Well, first of all, it's the Media Rating Council. Oh. And uh, as I open up my mail here to get the uh, you know, what get what I sent you the other day, um, is it, there was a little bit of a clarification in in one of the trades, and 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 basically what we wanted to make sure we were clear about was was what the Media Rating Council was going to do with these eight markets. So Nielsen's accreditation has been uh, paused. Okay. And now in eight markets, there's some additional monitoring that's going on. And those markets, as we said, were Baltimore, Charlotte, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Miami, Minneapolis, Nassau, Suffolk, out on Long Island. So these were, these were big PPM markets. And this enhanced monitoring program that the Media Rating Council is going to do, quote, involves detailed and frequent monitoring and verification of key PPM panel performance metrics. In other words, what they're going to do is they're going to compare these metrics against the commitments that Nielsen made to the MRC as a part of their panel improvement project, okay? So it's their, what, their, what, what Nielsen has made promises to the MRC that they're going to improve how their PPM panels perform and that they, they will get improved perfa- you know, panel performance 
in these and other PPM markets. So they're measuring these um, these these various metrics in terms of the you know the the panel size, panel participation, number of households involved, how or how they're weighted, all these kinds of things that these surveys need to do to 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 uh, generate these rating books. And that's basically what they're doing. It's kind of enhanced monitoring of these markets. So. Um, they're, and they're basically comparing the actual metrics with what Nielsen has promised MRC. And I'm assuming if they've promised the MRC that, they've promised their subscribers that. So, Well, we'll and, the, and, and MRC has at some point detected a deviation between what they promised and what they were actually delivering or they wouldn't be doing this. And by the way, I'd like to congratulate you. You just had a complete sentence with more P words in it than have ever existed. <laughs> Performance, panel, PPM. I mean, it never ends. It goes on and on. So nice going on that. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. I think that's a, I think that's a real interesting struggle for Nielsen. I don't think uh, MRC is picking on Nielsen, but I do think sometimes, you know, if an organization like MRC has to stir up a little dust to prove their value. Well, you know, that could we be, really and it could be, but it also could be, and we don't know this, but hey, we're the media consultants, so we can speculate like crazy, and maybe perhaps there was a subscriber in each of these markets that, or two that were going, uh, this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't what we yeah. were promised in yeah. terms of panel size or, uh, or some of the weighting deviations that they saw. So, you know, there's probably some sharp research people at some of the major groups that have stations in these markets that are going, uh, you know, hello. And you know now they're doing enhanced monitoring. So no, okay, the good news is the good news is the MRC is not monitoring us. So, <laughs> that is good news. All right, we said last week does Twitter even sell locally? And so we did a little research on that. And you know the truth is they really everything is online as we both knew. You know they right. certainly don't have a local sales effort. They don't do a local outreach to local businesses the way Google does or the way Facebook does. Uh, and it's a real targeted audience, obviously, but you can buy it online and it's based on action. So if you click through a Twitter feed to a website, you know, that'll cost you between 50 cents and four bucks, depending upon all the other variables. It's an auction. And, uh, you know, I guess the bottom line on it is the ROI is a little questionable only we have about a 22 percent reach compared to other media as you know mm -hmm. and no control over what the content is adjacent to and now that musk is buying it who knows what kind of uncurated content is going to be on twitter I, I went on this morning just looking around and there was a on my feed i don't know why there were a couple of guys having a kicking each other in the nuts fight <laughs> in a garage somewhere in los angeles and I'm thinking, do I want my ad next to that? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, those, so, those are dis, those are disgruntled Twitter employees that are making the old company look <laughs> bad. By the way, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you'll see advertisers fleeing Twitter for a while till it stabilizes. Anyway, we wanted to clear that up. So, and moving on, you know, you and I have talked with Ed, our auto guy, so much about what's going on in the auto sales. And Progressive Insurance did a survey last year that I thought was really interesting. They discovered that half the buyers last year bought their cars, Keith, online. Mm -hmm. And it breaks down that uh, about 31% of that half were bought from the delivery sites like Carvana or Cars.com. And about 20% were uh, from dealership websites. And I just thought this was really interesting because the, the dealers, in addition to competing with each other and competing with other brands, are now competing with these online delivery sites like Carvana. 
And of course, as you'd expect, a majority of the uh, 18 to 24 year olds, 77% of those adults bought their cars online. And for anybody over 67, not that we know anybody that old, uh, only about 21% of those bought online. So this is a big shift. You know, what's your feeling on this? Is this is this a permanent shift? Do we think that we're going to ever change this? Well, Are I, we there? I think that. <laughs> well, well, we we were certainly in a very different place in 20, 2020 and twenty twenty one, because you know we were there were still lockdowns and mask mandates and you know all the all the evils of COVID were uh, rampaging across the land. Um, but what's interesting about 18 to 24-year-olds is I would have to suspect that 90% of those 18 to 24-year-olds were buying used cars. And the online market for used cars is a lot more dynamic than it is for new cars. Uh, so because you can, you know, you're shopping lots, you're shopping cars.com, you're shopping Kelly Blue Book, you're shopping Carvana, CarMax, you know. You know, it, it, that's where you're, you're looking for your, you know, 19, you're looking for your 2015 Civic, you know, uh, with low miles. So you're going you're gonna to go online and do that. Um, but the new car stuff, that's really interesting. And that, that, I think, was a short-term phenomenon, or at least a lot of it was, because as Ed Steeman has told us time and time again, well, I guess each time he's been on our, on our show, uh, and we call him Mr. Ed, um, and that is, is that because the, the new car inventory and new truck inventory, the new vehicle inventories were so depleted that the normal go-to dealer that you'd pick, you know, if you're going to turn your, you're going to turn that Honda Accord back into Renton Honda, you know, uh, well, Renton Honda didn't have any Hondas. So what were you going to do? You're going to look online to try to find a new vehicle somewhere in the Western United States that you could go, you know, you could go buy. So I think a lot of that online car buying experience was forced on people because they just couldn't get a vehicle at a dealership near them or the one they wanted anyway near them like you know ed always talks about try to find a volkswagen jetta we have to go to germany to get one and the other part too is that there was a lot as as ed said to us that covid really kind of trained people and and kind of initiated people and trained them into into pre-ordering their cars in other words well, if I if the only way I can get the car I want is that I have to order it, you know, and that process can be done online pretty easily. You can build your own BMW really easily. I mean, everything you want on your new 750i is you you customize it and put it together online, and then here's the dealer I want to buy it from. You know, here's the price, here's the dealer, and there you go. So, you know, they made it pretty easy, and they kind of trained us to do that. I think we're going to see more in-dealer sales going forward and certainly a hybrid where people are going to look online go into the dealer to test drive and perhaps buy that vehicle if they've got it there and and now you see dealers you know if, if you know they're, they're they know how to play the internet game too so i think this pendulum is going to swing back certainly with new cars as they become more available dramatically that we won't see this 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 uh this will be a peak it'll be a blip in in the car buying experience for years to come and so yeah uh, but, you know, but we'll let, let me interrupt you on that because I, the, the reason that i think that may not be as true as you think it is i'm sure there'll be some swing back but don't forget nobody and i mean nobody likes to go to a car dealership and buy a car so they've now found a way to do it without actually going into the car dealership and i think the car dealers are going to have to figure out how to how to rethink their relationship with consumers in their markets 
Well, and they've been doing that for, for decades, you know, and I think this probably really helps as well, is that our best friend at the dealership is going to be the internet sales manager, you know, not <laughs> the sales guy at the that's upping you, you know, out on the corner, which they rarely do anymore anyway. Um, but certainly the high-end dealers that you visit these days, and certainly this is the case in Southern California, you walk in and it's it's like a fashion show room you know i mean it's just look how cool our vehicles are aren't these amazing and i'm here to answer any questions that you might have you know and uh, and make sure that i can facilitate the buying experience but isn't this land rover defender just amazing you get in it they open the door for you and you do all you're going to want to do that the trick is are you going to buy it then or are you going to go home and shop for the best deal online and the best inventory choice online and i think there's that that mixture is probably going to be what you see, and I think that's that's the point. I think that the dealers are going to have to kind of rethink how they close people, and you know, closing somebody once they get into the dealership is one thing. If they never come to the dealership, it's something else. And then the inevitable question, and we'll wrap this up because we can beat this dog <laughs> with Ed sometime. But the inevitable question is: All right, if they're ordering it online and it's being delivered at the dealer, why does the factory need the dealer there? It would be so much easier for the factory just to deliver the car. They'd have a service center set up somewhere. I mean, you know, it's they don't need that showroom. They don't need factories. Don't need the showrooms and the and you know. And every time you walk into one of the high end dealerships, Cadillac, BMW, Audi, whatever it is, yeah, you look around and go, boy, who's paying for this? You know, this is you one are. expensive, <laughs> yeah, one expensive piece of property. And that's what Tesla does. You know, Tesla doesn't have dealers. Right. So, uh, right. you know, they don't have and, the big, you know, $25 million dealership sitting on the brand boulevard of cars in Glendale. They've got a, they've got two cars in a freaking showroom at the mall. Well, and that's my point. My point yeah. is, is that we're just going to see this evolve over the next 10 years and it's going to change a lot. All right. On to CNN Plus, who we have been beating up. Their new owner, Discovery, came in and closed this new streaming service just weeks after its launch. We talked about it uh, last week. And, uh, you know, I just had a couple of other thoughts uh, that I picked up from some of the other people in the business that uh, that I've talked to. And, you know, one was that David Sasloff, who came in as the head CEO of Discovery. Am I pronouncing his name correctly? Zaslav? Yeah. Zaslav. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Who's, who's been the CEO of, of Discovery. Of Discovery, yes. right, yeah. right. I think he came in and he wanted to make a big deal about his ability to cut expenses. He's got to cut $3 billion in expenses. That's what he promised when he did the merger with Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. Cut $3 billion, and this was low-hanging fruit for him. You know, I think there was a lot of that. And, uh, you know, he wanted Wall Street to know he could cut big time. Now, the interesting thing is the day he announced the close of CNN+, Plus, the stock fell 7%. So, you know, maybe that that didn't work so well. But he also, and you're in Hollywood, you know better than I do, this really could damage his ability to attract people in the future, but maybe not. It's Hollywood. You know, yeah, well, do they quickly yeah. forget? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, if you're going to save $3 billion, let's let's save uh, $300 billion or more that we're going to shove down a rat hole on CNN+. Plus. That's a quick check yes well no it's uh, 300 million we, we well yeah so but, they, but i get the but, b and the m mixed up all the time but but, but the run out the run out was that this was going to be a billion dollar investment before it started to make any money so mm. 
so he cut it out at 300 billion and you know that was one month worth of cnn and the 700 employees in hudson yards and everywhere else heading towards a b a billion and he went uh no no that's over go back to cnn and figure it out the other part is is that you know you've got these guys that are running these Discovery's a big entertainment company. That's a big content company, okay? Maybe not as big as Warner, but because of HBO, but but big and the tel- and the movie studio, but it's a big content company. They're they're very popular, Discovery is, with content creators. So this is not like AT&T buying Warner Media, where you have a technology company buying an entertainment content right, company. Right. This is a content company buying another content company. So this is Zaslav's way of saying, we're going to run this content company the way we run a content company, kids, okay? So that's why the guy that was the head of Warner Brothers, who was making 52 mil a year, is out, okay? I'm sure they're paying his Cobra, but he's his twa, you know, uh, and probably with a nice buyout. And the other big executives at Warner are out, because this is going to be the way that we, meaning the Discovery guys, are going to run this content company. And everybody, of course, freaks out and, you know, huddles in their work groups and cries and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing shots at headquarters and all this other stuff. So it's like, come on, kids, grow up. The blank check is over. And by the way, everybody that's, that, that ran you into this wall of CNN Plus and losing hundreds of millions of dollars are history. They're gone and they're going to be fine no tears are going to be shed for Jeff Zucker as he's sipping his Aperol spritzes at Summer House on Nantucket beginning next month. And the Discovery guys will be just as popular in Hollywood for their HBO stuff and for their Warner stuff as anybody else was. Just because there's a change of leadership really doesn't mean that the agents aren't going to be pitching them projects because everybody wants to be on HBO Max. So, you know Good. what? Okay. okay. Whatever. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm buying it. I'm bond. I think, you know, the, the final takeaway on this, uh, and we got to get out of here, is that, you know, with the collapse of Netflix also, you know, streaming may not be the darling everybody thought it was going to be, you know? So well, that could, yeah. that, this is another indication that, uh, you know, people aren't going to just fund streaming indefinitely. And uh, I think, you know, you put the two together, and, and Discovery looked at this, as you said, and said, this is an unending cash drain. You know, this, yep. Does, not, yep. this does not make sense. All right, well... That is it for this, the 3rd of May. And we've had, a, a again, a good time. I don't know where 20 minutes goes. But, uh, you know, we blab ourselves away, and I really enjoy it. So, Keith, thank you for uh, joining us today here, as you do every Tuesday and Friday. Well, and, uh, you're course, welcome, Jackson. And I, and I miss being in the same room with you, buddy. We're getting rave reviews. The feedback has been phenomenal. we got to find a way to get together more often and bring Sue and Claudia with us. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. up, up our look a little bit. But, uh, it, yeah. yeah, it was a great, great week. I hope you didn't miss those shows. Thanks to everybody that's written and complimented us on those. And, uh, and uh, I'll see you again on Friday, buddy. That sounds great. Don't forget that Media Insultant is available on any of your favorite podcast platforms and videos are available on the Media Insultant Showcase at Vimeo. And we are a production of InTown Media. So, Keith, uh, I'll see you next week. No, I'll see you Friday. And in the meantime, go have a good week, buddy. Good to see you. Okay, remember your sunscreen. <laughs>